On today's episode of Locked on Suns, Devin Booker is an all-star for the fourth time. Kevin Durant, an all-star for the 14th time. We'll put Book's incredible January into perspective. Look back in Suns history at what multiple all-stars means and more. Let's go. You are Locked on Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Clean, a credentialed media member covering the Suns for the past seven seasons, a writer at suns.com and the host of the Just Basketball Show, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for making Locked on Suns your first listen to start out your Friday. If you haven't done so already, hit follow or subscribe wherever you're finding the show. We are free and available everywhere, including YouTube. When you hit that button, you get a new show in your feed every single Monday through Friday. You can become an everydayer and get locked onto the Phoenix Suns right here all season long. want to remind everybody to join the Locked on Suns insider community as well, where you can support the show be in the know about the Suns all the time, and basically never have to worry about missing anything related to the Suns. News, rumors, analysis, more, all straight to your phone via text message at joinsubtext.com or go to the link in the show description below. That's again, joinsubtext.com slash Suns or click that link below. Let's get into the show. It is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. New customers get $200 in bonus bets. If your first bet of $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Devin Booker is an all-star for the fourth time. 2020, 21, 22, and now 24. Missed it last year for injuries, but is on a streak now of, of multiple of these things. Maybe even more impressive, well, not more impressively, equally impressive, or uh, also important, whatever you want to classify it as. Booker was the Western Conference Player of the Month for the month of January. Obviously, there are only, what, October, November, December, January, February, March, six of those over the course of the NBA season, so that is a very big honor in and of itself, and I wanted to break that month down because I was skeptical whether Booker would get in. Maybe that was crazy. Maybe that was stupid. He is... Career highs across the board, minutes per game, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, assists, points, all of it. Maybe I should not be surprised here, but with the Suns' inconsistent play, with he had a very weird December, I was wondering. I wasn't convinced that he was necessarily going to get there. But as I said on the Just Basketball show, which I talk about the whole league, I said there, as we picked our All-Stars, if Book makes it, it will be because of January. And sure enough, he did make it, and I think it was because of what he just did in this past month. So for those numbers, 16 games played, 36 and a half minutes per game, actually a little bit down from December, which might have helped, but 30 points straight flat, Four rebounds, six assists per game. But that's that's just the numbers. 
54% shooting from the field, 40% from three, a 31% usage, which is not the highest in the league, but very, very high, and a two and a half to one assist to turnover ratio. Talk about bouncing back, you know? And I would say that as part of the Suns getting back on track, aside from some of those numbers, Booker has led this team by demonstrating a few of the things that I think everyone is going to have to embrace if their season is going to get anywhere close to the championship hopes that they want to have. He has had a level head about things, right? He still has the arguments with the officials. Too much for my personal liking. I know fans don't always love that. But as far as mistakes, running back on defense after turnovers, hustling to, you know, chase after a loose ball, all of the little things that we know great players do to show their teammates what the standard is, he has been doing. I think he had a very poor start to the season up until this month defensively. They already don't put him on the the anywhere close to the biggest threat on the opposing team, right? Most nights every, he's guarding the least the least feared offensive player on the other team and still there were breakdowns and miscommunications and off-ball cuts and misrotations and a whole bunch of things that, you know, again, when a guy is doing as much as he's had to do offensively, you cut him some slack. But <clears throat> to me, even with that, it had been rough. That said, in January, again, beyond those incredible numbers, beyond the Suns winning games, you would have to say that Booker clicked back into place as at least a positive overall impact on the team defense, right? He's where he needs to be. He's paying attention. He is reading the opposing offense. He's communicating and playing hard, you know? So I hope there's another level yet still for him to go as a defender but he at least got it back to where it wasn't a drag on the team. And so all of that has placed him as one of the most valuable players in the entire NBA. The best player in the West in the month of January, as voted upon by, I believe that is, coaching staffs around the NBA. And an all-star for the fourth time. I'm not sure that he's going to keep up the scoring, right? You know, 100 and, what was it, 200 points? No. Yeah, 200 points across four road games, right? And bananas scoring totals on a routine basis, especially to close out the month. Does he average 30 points per game in another month? Maybe not. But the efficiency, the approach, the defense leadership, I think that he is back to looking the part of a cornerstone of this team 
and somebody who can be relied upon on a nightly basis to go out and do just about everything he possibly can to will his team to victory. For a team that is top-heavy, for a team that is putting the ball in his hands on nearly every single possession, they're going to need that to continue. Let's zoom out. We knew Kevin Durant was an all-star starter. Book joins him now. The Suns had in a note to media that he is, that this is the 25th season in which the Suns have had multiple all-stars. So I thought, let's go back into the history books, examine what those seasons were, what they can tell us about what this season might look like, where the Suns stack up against the rest of the NBA and more. First, today's show brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book and the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm looking at the NBA odds, but more importantly, if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday coming up is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite snacks before everybody else beats you to them, and placing some super bets. Let's see. Buffalo chicken dip. Got to be my favorite. Beer of any kind, always great. And to avoid the Super Bowl squares or any of the nonsense that you can get into with the little games on at a party, Vandal got you hooked up. You can just go ahead and rest assured that your brain, straight to the bets, straight to the money, without any of the nonsense. You can bet in addition to who might win the game, who might score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers who join today get $200 in bonus bets. If you first bet a $5 or more wins, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Closing, no, keeping it going. All-Stars. The Suns have two this season. Last year, they only had one. The previous two years before that, both Booker and Chris Paul were all-stars. And this franchise has an impressive history of multi-all-star seasons. Just about every year they have had an all-star. I'm, well, okay. (laughs) That's not fully true. We know that. From 2012 to 2020, the Suns did not have a single all-star because they were bad. You can make the case Goran Dragic did make an all-NBA team in 2014. Maybe he should have made an all-star team. I believe that Suns team came on strong the second half of the year, which is why sometimes guys will get the all-NBA but not an all-star, even though there's fewer spots. But that big gap aside, for most of the team's history, they've had at least one all-star almost every single season. You know, you can look at the 98-99 season they didn't get one the 96-97 season, you know, the, no, I was going to say the early 80s, but they they had one pretty much all the way through. So I'm looking at the page on basketball reference, and not only is that the case, but 2020, 2012, the late 90s into the early 2000s with Jason Kidd, Some of those lean years in the 80s and some of the lean years in the 70s, mid-70s, mid-80s, are the only times that the Suns have only had one All-Star. In 81, 05, 
and 07, they had three apiece. That's hallowed territory. And to me, to bring it back to now, it's just sort of a funny situation that I, as a sports fan, somebody who writes, talks, thinks about sports, makes some money doing it, am always so torn on this idea of when, you know, you'll see a broadcast, right? Outside of division rivals or Lakers Celtics or something like that in any sport, I'm always skeptical when it's like the Miami Dolphins are 41 and 46 all time against the Oakland Raiders. It's like, okay, one, what do those teams have to do with one another? Two, they don't even have any history, so I don't really care. Similarly, you know, we try to do this with, like, the Lions this year. I don't know why I'm using only football examples, but where it's like, oh, the team always matches the city's identity. And I'm always sort of like, that's chicken and egg. Does it? Or the city just learns to love whatever team is good, and it sort of just turns into all the same thing. And I look at this and I say, wow, the Suns have sort of always had star players. I mean, they have, like that's true of a lot of the NBA, but not just star players, but the cycling through the star players is maybe the crazy part. It's common in the NBA now. It wasn't always common. So to have a team, have a franchise that acquired Tom Chambers, acquired Steve Nash, acquired Shaquille O'Neal, Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, and also has been this stopping point that has been desirable for these legends is rare. You know, and and by those players, I mean I'll throw out any number of examples. Obviously, Shaq. Did I even say acquire Charles Barkley? I think I forgot to say that part when I was talking about the acquisitions. But Shaq, Chris Paul, Bradley Beal, guys like Dennis Johnson or Maurice Lucas, who have just randomly kind of ended up in Phoenix. Eddie Johnson, who was not an all-star, but obviously had a history here. Danny Ainge at one point, not an all-star, but the fact that the market has that appeal, that under Colangelo, they were a team that was known for spending. It is just making me realize that this type of season, even if it has pushed all of that to the extremes in terms of the salaries of the top players, the trades that had to happen to get there, the new CBA sneaking up on the Suns and making it even more complicated to build around the star players. You only have to look at these all-star teams to realize that this is sort of the situation that the Suns have always been in. And that's a good thing, right? So, I guess I'm saying... 
We all just need to get used to it, or I'm surprised we're not used to it. The Suns have always chased championships this way, and this season sort of no exception. Also, setting aside Suns history, although I want to put one more note there, just because I think it's interesting, the way that some of this maps out. <clears throat> I mentioned Dennis Johnson. That one's kind of a funny little... It's not like he is not known for having ever played for the Suns, but he played here the, the fewest years. He's definitely known as a Celtic because he won championships there and played the longest there. But he made an all-star team here twice and played three seasons. The other funny one is 1992. Jeff Hornacek made one... Hornacek, Hornacek, I always get mixed up. Had... One all-star appearance ever in his career, and it happened to be here. I know that he started his career here, but again, he's a guy where primarily probably known for being a member of the Jazz, having played in two NBA finals over there and seven seasons there versus only six here and wasn't here in the final season and everything else, makes his one all-star team here. So just funny how many different stars have passed through. Um, Jason Kidd, another example of that, right? Wins championships elsewhere. When goes to the finals with the Nets, probably best known for being a net, but three all-star appearances in Phoenix. Just crazy. What I wanted to say, though, is big picture in the scope of the NBA. Events like this solidify what matters. And I think all of you listening or watching would probably say, right, that Really, all that matters this season is a championship. At the end of the day, we expected that Kevin Durant would make another all-star team. He's done it 13 times. It's basically, if he's healthy, it's a lock. We figured if things went according to plan, Book would be there too. But I guess that's the point, right? Everything doesn't always go according to plan. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say that this season has been ideal or that everything's on track for a title. But if you were to tell me at the beginning of the season that the Suns were built in a very top-heavy manner with a big three that they needed to produce at a high level and that two out of the three of them, the, the, better, of, the better two of the three, right? Beal being sort of the, the obvious final banana, would that those two guys, Booker and Durant, would stay healthy enough and be dominant enough in, a, in an absolutely loaded Western Conference to both be all-stars, I would be over the moon. And so using the all-star game as a little bit of a check-in, not only is this in lockstep with what I think Suns fans have always enjoyed and stressed about and everything else in terms of the way that the team is built. We can also use it as a check-in for this season and say, things are trending better than a lot of other outcomes. And those two being great is an ingredient that can't be ignored or, or they can't get where they want to go without those two guys being all-star caliber 
and they have been. That's a W. They're going to need to rack up a lot more W's in February, March, April, May, and ideally June. But this was a big one, and you can celebrate that. Let's talk about how the Suns can close out the road trip with two easy but not-to-be-looked-over matchups in Atlanta and Washington. First, today's show brought to you by Prize Picks, the best place to play daily fantasy sports because it's exactly the opposite of all of the other daily fantasy sports games, meaning that Prize Picks has gotten rid of all the stuff you don't like and kept the stuff that you do. Prize Picks has removed leagues, head to head, pools, all of the stuff that you can feel like you're getting cheated. Prize Picks has made it you versus their player projections. So you look at the projection, you say more, you say less, and you can win up to 25 times your money. This time of year, you can also use the Specials League where you can combine across sports. Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy for if a player gets injured. They also offer quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types to make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. You use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com promo code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Let's close it out. The Suns face the Atlanta Hawks on Friday. You can get all of the injury and game plan updates from morning all the way through tip-off and post the buzzer on subtext with your Locked On Suns Insider subscription. The way to join, get all of that, plus my thoughts on all news and rumors heading toward trade deadline week next week is to visit joinsubtext.com or slash locked on suns join subtext.com slash locked on suns or click the link in the show description below that is hawks and wizards to close out the road trip the suns are currently three and two if things again speaking of going according to plan if that happens the suns will close out this road trip five and two and not a moment too soon because awaiting them after an off day Monday, is really 36 hours off because they play a matinee on Sunday in D.C. Then they fly home. Then they have all of Monday off. Then they play a late game on Tuesday. So pretty nice schedule-wise. And that is against the Milwaukee Bucks. A nationally televised, hopefully fully healthy game between two championship contenders. Those are the, those are the ones you circle. Right, But let's not get ahead of ourselves. We'll have plenty of time to talk about that. Atlanta. This team does worry me for the Suns. I've said all season long that teams with great offenses and mediocre or bad defenses actually worry me more than teams with... Well, yeah. Teams with great defenses but bad offenses, I don't think the Suns are going to have to worry about. Atlanta falls into the first category as somebody that can sneak up on them, right? We have seen Brooklyn 
and even Washington once upon a time early in the season, Sacramento. Teams with dominant offenses have been able to get one over on the Suns, even Dallas, right? So I would not overlook it. The fact that Grayson Allen is healthy is a good thing. I would expect that he will probably get the Trey Young assignment. And I would think Beal will guard DeJounte Murray. Kevin Durant will have his hands full with Jalen Johnson, who's their breakout young guy. So this is a team to not be overlooked on the offensive end. That being said, that they're not good, right? Overall, they're not a good team. They are 10th in the East. They're barely better than Brooklyn. So, you know, 5-5 five and five in their last 10, negative three-point differential on an average night. Everything says that the Suns should beat them. It is a take-care-of-business type of game. The Wizards, even worse. I think the Wizards aren't scary. <laughs> like, just nothing to see here. But they, at the very least, have individual players who can heat up, you know? Between Poole, who is currently hurt, or he's currently out, I should say, but it was with a non-COVID illness two days ago, so I would think he could play. And then Kuzma, those two guys can fill it up. It's at least something you have to pay attention to. And early game, last game of a road trip, Coaches always hate. You're looking toward getting home. You can overlook your opponent. But if all goes according to plan, the Suns should be able to finish this out. What that would mean for them is let's say they win both, right? Sacramento is on the road in Indiana on Friday, second night of a back-to-back for them, traveling, so not ideal circumstances, the Pacers, I mean, but that is not a sure win for the Kings, and then on Sunday, the Kings play, oh wow, they're off, so they have an off day on Sunday, likewise, The New Orleans Pelicans play on Friday at San Antonio, probably a win. And then on Sunday, they are also off. On Saturday, they do not play either. So, oh, the Kings do play. There we go. The reason I read these schedules and I think you know where I'm going, is that the Suns have an opportunity to solidify themselves in this five seed. If I'm in that locker room, I'm looking at the lead-up to the trade deadline, or the lead-up to the All-Star break a week after the trade deadline as time to take Sacramento's spot. Get over that mental hurdle. Not like it's a they're afraid of the Kings or anything, but get there. Go into the break at fifth. Hopefully you make some acquisitions next next week. 
maybe a buyout on the on the way toward March. And use the final stretch of the season. February's schedule for the Suns is also easy. Okay? Use the rest of February after the break. They have a game against the Thunder not too far after the 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 All-Star break. They have a game, two games against the Rockets, a game against the Mavs. So a lot of West stuff right out of the out of the gates there. And use that stretch run as a chance to chase for home court advantage in the first round. You want to be hitting your stride, putting the fear of God in your opponent, making those top four teams worry about you. The team, let's say in fourth, that doesn't want to have to go on the road to start the series. If it is a 4-5, any team that has an injury or anything along the way, you want to be the team that everybody is saying, well, Phoenix is beating down the doors to take our spot in the standings. And I think getting to five would be, in the next week and a half, would be a great step toward being that team in March, in April. Suns are 8-2 and two in their past 10 games. The only bad loss they've had recently was the Magic game. The Pacers' loss was narrow. They've been great on the road lately. They're finally starting to stack up wins at home. They have these two more on the road to keep the momentum. And before long, this switch could happen and and the Suns could overtake the Kings. That'll wrap us up for the week. Don't forget to hit follow or subscribe wherever you're finding the show. Sign up for Locked on Suns Insider Text Alerts at joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Suns or in the link in the show description below. I will be back with Brandon Monday to, well, no, we are going to be recording later in the week. I will be back Monday, Sunday evening, really recapping that midday Wizards game. On Sunday, more to come next week, including a recap of that awesome Bucks matchup, a jazz game, which have been some of the most fun ones of the Sun season, so you don't want to miss it. Get all that and more in your feed all through the week, and I will catch you guys then.